Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Untitled Podcast. Today is episode 12, and we're back. That's disgusting. Oh, so that is good. so bad. That is so, avocado. Mm. If you're listening, you already knew what that was. It was an avocado oh, bubble tea. Little <laughs> fans would know I love me some avocado bubble tea with the pearls. Kelsey clutched up and managed I to snag me one. Like, big, mm-hmm. big thank you. You're welcome. Even though I didn't even want to order it. I literally texted him to verify if he really (laughs) wanted avocado. (laughs) She's like, are you sure you want avocado? And I'm like, yeah, with pearls. Hit me with it. And I was like, okay, I guess. But uh, they didn't put... um, the fresh, over- fresh. Is it because this the time lid. they had the flat lid? Yeah, the last it's the flat lid. <clears> it is. broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one. The thing is, I've dummied mine. It's yeah, you actually finish them so fast. Oh, yeah. This Every is time. Where, like, I debate, do I need two? Right. One for, like, the journey back to home, like, on my home or on a journey where yeah. I'm going? Or do I just want two because I'm someone who just drinks one way too fast i'm like well, yeah i didn't actually get to enjoy that so let me get a second one and <laughs> slowly pace myself and actually taste it you know i mean it's just guac isn't it <laughs> well you're missing a couple things in there <laughs> but I know. I know. you could actually dip your chips in that that's disgusting oh anyways no. okay, okay moving, right. on. moving on today's a good day today's a great day today's a good day this today's is a long-awaited a guest Long, long-awaited guests. Yes. To the entire podcast. Oh yeah. And someone who, I guess I'm doing the intro now. Yeah, do someone it, do who it. Who was an avid number one fan from the very beginning. <laughs> right? It's so true. Uh, very close friends of ours, and more close friend of Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But I've been actually getting to know Courtney for the last few, um, last few months, especially in the summer. Right? Yeah. She made out here. She's actually hopped on a plane. To on this episode, so yes, we flew her out. Um, <laughs> no, we didn't actually. Her. No, we don't actually have a corporate account yet. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> soon, don't worry. <laughs> soon, hopefully, we'll see what's in the works here. But she's flown out here to see some family. COVID oh, safe. Don't come at us. Yes, COVID safe. Everything's COVID friendly, COVID compliant. Do not sue us at all. Do not please. come at us, please. But <laughs> she's out here visiting family, and um, she is one to which. Uh, when she when she landed in the YYC, we're like, "Okay, by the way, recording this day here yes. now is, is happening." And she's like, "Bet, bet." She so, made time. I am definitely looking forward to bring this bring this person on. Born and raised here in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Her and Kelsey have a nice background of dance. It's um, <laughs> hilarious. In the ballerina together. It's true. We'll touch on that. She currently resides in Vancouver, BC. And you've probably seen her on some of your popular Netflix series. Uh, uh, yeah. She will definitely dive into. All right. Mm-hmm. Can we get a drum roll, please? She's here. Da, 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 da. McCallum. Da, 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 da. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do there. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, I'm off mute now. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's here. <laughs> we're out here. We're in the space. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. This is actually so crazy. Okay, backstory about this whole ballerina thing. That is legit. Me and Courtney have known each other since we were three. Three years old. Like, yeah. literally, like, pretty much just walked out of the womb. No, honestly. Friends. Walked into the dance <laughs> studio. Yeah, we actually um, took ballet together. For real, real. 
Yeah, like at this tiny studio in Calgary that I don't even yes. know if exists anymore. Probably not. Our moms became friends. Truth. We happened to move out of Calgary into the same small town together. Truth. And went then to the went school. to the same school. And then, <clears throat> of course, we became best friends. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So here we are. We actually voice message every day. I mentioned this in a previous episode when we talked about voice messages. They're so handy, are they not? They are. And I feel like it's it's way better to connect, you know? You have mm-hmm. a quick like chat. It doesn't have to be a phone call where you're like committed to 10 minutes or whatever, an hour if you're like really good friends, but just voice <laughs> message back and forth, right? So nice. If you're going to voice message for an hour, just FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. No, it's nice. You can like be cooking dinner, watch Netflix, mm-hmm. spill the tea. It's true. I, I will say I have been using the audio messages more and it is so nice to relate my tone mm. in a much more effective manner exactly than right like, oh will they take it this way to where like no they can hear my voice they can hear my level my my pacing of my your voice. enthusiasm yeah, my enthusiasm all that can be heard through a voice message so i become a big fan of that legit kelsey has messaged me and been like are you mad at me <laughs> and <I'm> like, no <laughs> no no just texting poorly <laughs> or like if you for me it's really helpful too because it just gives off emotion not just tone but emotion too yeah you know mm-hmm. i've cried a good handful of times <laughs> on voice like, message back. to courtney <laughs> you could be like i'm crying or like i'm crying it's true <laughs> or legit just weeping into the microphone <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i have done that well, but I, anyways i have been there yeah yeah you know we probably both have it's okay we have some funny ones though anyways this is <laughs> off topic voice message if you don't voice message voice message your mom right now do it okay okay <laughs> pause this all moms would love to hear from their sweet darlings yeah <laughs> i love you mom right tone is for how you set your tone but i'm sure your mom would like to hear it. so go with True. your mom and dad <clears throat> i love you by audio message Oh, how sweet. If you have an iPhone. If not, Snapchat or Instagram. Also true. Gang. Instagram, though, you can only do one minute. It's so annoying. And then you're cut oh. off and you don't even realize. Yeah. Because yep. you're trying to thought. It's a tragedy. It is. Oh. Super lame. Um, so, okay. So, do you want to start? Maybe we can hear a little bit about you and your journey. Yeah. Yes. Tell the people of Untitled what i guess makes you untitled oh but God. also as well the road you're taking to become known well mm-hmm. as soon as you said tell us about yourself my hands got clammy <laughs> i hate talking about myself absolutely hate it which is ironic because i am an actor and typically actors are you know they love the spotlight mm-hmm. but um yeah i moved out to vancouver to pursue a career in acting which still can't believe that i did that all by myself 18 years old, out west, Hollywood North, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, started taking acting classes, jumped into the industry. You really got to hustle out in Vancouver, though, because it's like expensive to live there. All of your paychecks go to your rent. Mm-hmm. So you got to hustle. But you know what? Grateful for it. And it's been incredible. I'm super excited to see where it takes me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because we just had a previous guest on. Ruben Young and he is in the music industry. Yeah. And he says that obviously Toronto is a bigger landscape, but he did mention Vancouver in that. Yes. Um, absolutely. Like, I listened to that podcast episode, loved it. Probably my favorite because 
I'm an artist. I love hearing what other artists are doing and how they're active mm-hmm. in their industries. But definitely Vancouver, Toronto is like the powerhouses of mm-hmm. Canada for creative arts, which is what he was saying. He wants to bring more arts here, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's something that inspired me. I was like, yeah, got to represent Calgary because there's so many talented people here that kind of just get stuck or unrecognized mm-hmm. because maybe they can't afford to move across the country, you know? So, mm-hmm. so like what sparked your interest in acting? and and being involved in this industry um i don't know i think a part of me like i was always i always wanted to be a storyteller but i didn't know in what sense like i used to journal and write and like do like fan fiction online don't oh my god for that. <laughs> you will never find it <laughs> um but yeah i just i love telling stories and i like diving into um the arts so obviously started out as a dancer and I think my mom put me in like a musical theater class when I was like younger but I really liked the theatrics of it but you know in high school there's like the theater kids and then there's the jocks it just happens oh yeah yeah and I didn't feel like I was like either of them you know okay and I was too insecure and nervous to do theater in high school I literally didn't do any plays in high school till grade 12 interesting I, I was like finally like okay i just last chance you know yeah gotta get out there but you took drama and stuff didn't you yeah for sure took drama loved improv that was like my strong suit mm-hmm. i just had so much fun with it so actually when i moved out to vancouver the first thing i did was sign up for an improv class and like new city don't know anybody gonna go do comedy in front of a bunch of strangers <laughs> like it was terrifying but that class like honestly pushed me into everything that i do now because that teacher, she was um, she was like uh, the admin for the school too. So she was like the one who auditioned me. And so she had already known me from her improv class. So she was like, yeah, we're putting you in the programs and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. And it was great. She was like a great mentor to me. She became my mentor after that. And if I hadn't taken that improv class, would have never ended up there. You know? That's really cool. Yeah. That is cool. Talk How- about like a jump. Sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, just talk about like a jump. Like that's crazy. You know, just like, I'm just going to do it. And he did it. Yeah. You got to kind of leap sometimes because if you hesitate, I had this one improv teacher who was like, we have this saying in class, like where, you know, you're, you're improvising. So you have to do the first thing that comes to your head. And he would say, okay, no hezzy guys. I don't want to see any hesitation from you. And that was his thing would be like, no hezzy. So every time I get scared to do something, I'm like, no hezzy. No, Hezzy. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Just say whatever comes out of my mouth and it's fine. <laughs> Usually people forgive you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a unique way of approaching because when you say no, Hezzy, you're like, oh, but, you know, it, it kind of conflicts how in our world there is to get like, think about what you say. Mm. To where it's a very direct line of thought to action where typically we're like, thought filter filter yes. voice filter mm-hmm. and then overthinking filter vocabulary and then action, vocabulary yeah, everything and then action exactly so it's helpful because then in the real world i mean you have to censor yourself obviously but <clears throat> in comedy you can kind of break the rules and my one teacher who became my mentor she had this rule that yeah like you can make fun of jewish people you can make fun of catholics you can you know be a little bit quirky with your comedy but you have to include everybody. Like, you can't just be like... Ah, uh, yeah, mm. you're singling out. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh, well, 
Jewish people love bagels or, you know, like you got to have it all in there because then it's funny and then people relate to it and it it makes it like less. It's mean if you're just like. That's true. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's now that you say that I'm going to be watching like Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle and all the other comedians I I watch on Netflix and like see right? how they like check up the box like see if they make a circle yeah like, hey, they've done a full circle they, they'll probably be yeah you'll notice how they're like inclusive making fun of themselves making fun of other people making fun of their kids like whatever mm-hmm. as long as you're not just like on one topic yeah that's it fair it gets dry too people are like okay we get it you hate your move on <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah so. it's actually interesting too because you did a comedy show Yes, I did my Your first one. My very first stand-up set yeah. this January. So, you know, like everybody else at the beginning of this year, I was like, 2020 is my year. I'm going to shine. And so <laughs> I signed up for this comedy class. And my friend, she's actually um, a writer and a director in Vancouver. And so she wanted to do this documentary, um, just like a 20-minute segment on the uh, comedy coach because she had taken her class and she was mm-hmm. like, I want to follow your journey. And um, so she did this documentary. So they were filming a documentary while I was in this class and sort of following how she taught us from point A to point B as people who had never done stand-up comedy before. Um, Just to show how she guides and how she teaches. It's called The Comedy Doula. It'll be out soon. But um, it's a really fun documentary. And so I got this experience of being able to do my first comedy class and go into it without really any fear because it was just for fun you know there was no pressure Mm -hmm. on that and uh at the end we did like a six-week course and then we had our first five minutes set in front of like a full house of comedy and like (laughs) all of my friends showed up and they were so loud and like it was just so good to have all those people come out and support it made me really comfortable to be on stage for the first time is there a way that we can get a viewing absolutely yeah on netflix no, um, <clears throat> so the documentary is not finished yet. We have to like wrap it still with a, a few like final interviews and things, but it's been hard with COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting people together and making it safe, um, especially like a whole film crew. Yeah. So when you're low budget, like it's not easy. But um, my comedy set is on YouTube, so I can send you guys oh, a link. Oh, let's go. But you can watch it's actually so good. Let's it's go. pretty good. Like, it's you know it's good when your friends say to you, like, oh, you were actually funny. Or like, oh, you were better than I thought you'd be. <laughs> 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 and you're like, thank you? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. At least well, I, I did watch it, and I told you, I was like, I was cracking up ah. at a couple of your jokes. It was great. It was awesome. Yay. Yeah, that's so great. cool. So uh, can you talk about some of the things that you've done since being in Vancouver and like how it's kind of changed your life? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it completely changed my life because I always say like if I didn't leave Calgary, I would not be the same person. I feel like, I'm sorry. I feel like I would be super like in my bubble still, you know, and moving out there really pushed me out of my bubble because like I said, the first thing I did was take an improv class sign up to acting school like I didn't do much trauma in high school so getting myself out of my comfort zone was like the big thing so constantly trying to find ways to get out of my comfort zone I would say but um yeah I did my six-month acting intensive which doesn't seem like a long time but it felt like a year you know or two but it's just a it's like a it's like school you do every day like four hours of classes and it's all acting or like improv or scene study or whatever 
and then um, you graduate after six months and that's it. And you're kind of like, oh shit, what do I do now mm-hmm. <laughs> in the real world? <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to do anything. And people are like getting agents and getting auditions right away. And you're like, oh my God, why, why am I not doing that? Like, what should I be doing? What am I doing wrong? But I felt like I was kind of at a place where I was too, like not ready to jump into acting yeah. fully. And like audition and like hustle because like you got to pay for headshots you got to pay for someone to cut your demo reel it's like a lot of like mm-hmm. upfront costs. exactly and for someone who's like trying to live in vancouver and pay rent and pay off their student loans and yada 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 i was like you know what i'm not ready to do it and i feel like i kind of wanted to have like a different experience like just make friends and work a regular job and just kind of save money mm-hmm. for a bit so i took on like a bunch of restaurant jobs as you do as an actor (laughs) and um started to work more behind the scenes like behind the camera whenever i could so my mentor lisa ovies she had me on her first film and i was like a first no third third assistant director there was a bunch of us and basically my job was to take care of the cast and hand out paperwork in the morning hand out the scenes that we were shooting and like help the crew in any way that I could and that experience was everything like I learned so much on that set especially of what like what to do what not to do what to say how to say it and really just like own being on a set because you need to be like really confident in yourself to be in such like a chaotic production so I think that was like one of the big things that like I was like oh yeah I can do other things and it's nice to dabble and see what I really want to do in film because there's so many elements to it, right? Mm-hmm. But interesting, yeah. So I guess it kind of it just gets your f- foot in the door, yeah. Regardless, exactly. get your foot in the door, suss out the water, dip your toes <laughs> into all different areas. That's what I was doing for like, I would say three years. Yeah. So it was a roller coaster, and then I ended up falling back into comedy and doing that, and realizing I love it. And I would have probably honestly kept pursuing more of it this year, but everything's shut <laughs> yeah that's true you know yeah, kind of hard to have people in a room <laughs> together with drinks yeah and a nice in- intimate space yeah laughing at jokes about everyone else and themselves <laughs> it's true and you know just finding any place that has like open mics is hard enough but it is something that i will go back to it's so much fun um I definitely look forward to coming to the show. Yeah. When I get to get a chance to go to Vancouver, actually, which might be in the new year. Ooh. There's a couple of plans. I can't say anything about the plans, but um, <gasps> if everything COVID allowing, um, it might be a weekend I'll be out in Vancouver. Really? Yeah. <gasps> we'll link up. Have you yeah. been out before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been to Vancouver before. Mm-hmm. I actually went to a Miguel concert. Ooh. Ooh, that's so cool. Spicy. Dude, it was so cool. <laughs> Such a sick time. Um, at the time, I was actually in, in England, and I saw his he's about to go on tour. Yeah. Vancouver was on the list, and I'm like, oh, sick. Like, I want to go see this guy, because he's someone who I really appreciate his um, his music and his artistic style and his yes. tone. Yes. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I, I want to go. So, um what I ended up doing was I ended up buying I ended up buying two two flights, two tickets out there. And the girl I was seeing at the time, I was like, Hey look, like I just bought these tickets and mm-hmm. this flight, like you're welcome to come along. If you do, cool. If you don't, like know that I have 
extra takes that you want to go with someone guy or girl like it was just going to be like a good time to get out to you know like vancouver and hell yeah i like i really like vancouver for the layout especially where we stayed like it was so Ooh. cool there, kind of downtown and um is it hastings street you were on hastings mm-hmm. you're on hastings. hastings is notorious to be the like it's where all of our homeless population accumulates yeah. so it's like a little dangerous <laughs> so when you if you tell people yeah, oh, i'm staying on hastings they're gonna be like oh shit like you better be careful I east hastings right? right yeah east hastings okay but it's a long street so he could yeah wear yeah it. i was just saying because i was like close to downtown mm. quite close but you would um, know <laughs> it's, i don't know if you've ever seen it but it's like You'll be walking one block and it'll be like normal shops, cute little area, and then it's just like homeless people, like hundreds of them on the street on like two or three blocks. And they all just sit out and, you know, they sell stuff or, you know, hang out on the street. But it's really, it's sad. It's like crazy. And it's honestly heartbreaking. The most heartbreaking thing about living in Vancouver is having to see that, mm-hmm. that population. But, and, or, are you finished? No, no, go ahead. Because um, I've also heard there's quite a discrepancy in like, living standard because rent is so high mm-hmm. you know like rent can be two thousand a month mm. and then you got people who are like like you said like you all most of your paycheck goes there yep and then other things you have to make work exactly and i can only imagine now in a tough time like with covid that's hard hard to make work yeah it is and you know there's lots of little like gems in vancouver like you can find great places where the rent is like not completely overrated and um so me and my boyfriend found out like we're living in like a house and it's like broken into apartments so we have like a little ground level suite and it's so sweet and quaint and we have free street parking so there's your little gems that you can find you can make it work and i feel really lucky to be in a place like that especially during covid yeah you know so but it is it's really hard yeah because there's people who i know out there and they have places where it's it's Four or three grand a month on rent, and I'm like, I know. Cause you imagine, like, and then this is something where, when COVID first hit, and people were trying to figure things out, jobs were being let go like every hour it seemed, and then of course Canada came out and said, "Okay, here's a serve, like here's some relief, like yeah. hopefully this helps the people." And I can only imagine, I'm like, all right, like, people are gonna get two thousand, but I'm like. Ontario and BC, people in Vancouver and Ontario, like Toronto, We're like, that's Hi. your rent. Yeah, yeah. How do <laughs> you do you. anything? I can pay my Tr- rent. Trudeau's like, here's your money, and your landlord's like, thanks, Trudeau. You're literally the middleman in that. I know, but honestly, I think um in Vancouver, the like the board of housing or whatever was um doing a like a rent reduction for the first few months of COVID. So my rent got like cut in half. I know my friend's rent got lowered and you can get like subsidies from the government. So they really did come through on that. That's good. It was good. The support is fine. But now things are kind of like wishy-washy, you know, like yeah. what's mm-hmm. happening. But I want to go back to your Miguel story because <laughs> you're staying on East Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And like it was, I, I had no problem like, um, Funny enough, there's a, there's a funny story actually. So the place I got for us to stay, like for some reason, they closed at eleven. The flight got in at eleven. What? Yeah. So <laughs> like we got a we got a car to go back when car to go was around, <laughs> and we're driving through Vancouver, blizzarding, and of course it's back in I guess in Vancouver once it blizzards, oh. like, no one knows what to do. Dunbar. <laughs> but I'm here just 
chilling, cruising, skirting in these streets. Just <laughs> I oh can my picture God. this. That's how I feel when you're from Calgary and you're like in Vancouver in the snow. You're like, what's up? Yeah. I got wheels. I don't know how to handle this. And everyone else is like, oh God. what am I doing? It's chaos. Like, oh, this is easy. But <laughs> counters to here, bit of gas here. You're fine. Yeah. And uh, basically, long story short, we got had to we got locked out of the hotel because they didn't have a person staying overnight. So they closed at 11. So I ended up having to go book another hotel like down the street. But it was too like short to actually get in the car to go. Mm -hmm. So I just took our luggage and was chucking through. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Quite the story. And if she's ever listened to this, she'll probably have a good laugh because she'll remember that and it'll be a. (laughs) That's so funny. She was like wondering. She was like kind of freaking out. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, we'll just go down the road in the hotel like not that yeah. big of a deal like i'm i was ready thinking of a re- of a reser- of our yeah. resolution um but east hastings was fine like when i went to the concert it was really just down the street it is yeah it's super close yeah there's an arena oh yeah so you were probably super like in downtown but if mm-hmm. you had left like literally gone one or two blocks past that arena not past it but you know how like hastings like kind of cuts through downtown yeah so if you had gone like the opposite way, okay, two or three blocks, it's like everybody's over there. Okay. Yeah, but sounds like you're in a decent spot, closer to Gastown. Yeah, I think Gastown. Nice. Gastown's super dope. It's yeah. so cute. So I'm definitely down to, you know, if this if the plans do work out, um, head to Vancouver again. Ooh. I'd like to go for a couple of days early and explore yes. or re-explore, especially where hopefully then we'll be more of a recovery state and everyone's trying to thrive and mm-hmm. yeah. all about well, people thriving it's true and also we talked about doing like a li- little roadie to vancouver yeah. all of us me mari maddie jane whatever let's go you should honestly we could have so much fun Come get some summer. tattoos from trev yes some delicious cooking we can go watch a show from you oh my god oh, let's do it oh, yeah <laughs> Oh my god! I'll put it on the agenda. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we talked about it in the gym one day. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. Um, okay, let's get back to like our original topic (laughs) of you moving there. Okay, so, so, how did you like navigate through all of this? Like finding auditions. Like you were on a Netflix series. So what? How did you get all that? How did you find it? Yeah. So that's the thing about being an actor is it's very like I consider myself a small business. Like, I have to hustle and, like, starting out, you have to get things done on your own. So, um, I guess I just kind of took the advice of my coaches and, uh, like, they had endless advice, of course, but it's important for you to put yourself out there, like, audition for those indie films, student films, and there's so many Mm -hmm. student films because we have Vancouver Film School and we have a bunch of other film schools. So audition for those like meet other creators like small filmmakers keep making little movies and stuff um until you have like enough footage essentially Mm -hmm. to get an agent you know you got to bring a package to an agent you can't just like show up to someone's office and be like hey sign me (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to be signed let me do my thing (laughs) right yeah so you kind of got to you got to approach the agent with like as a business partner you're like this is what i have to bring to the table Mm-hmm. and now now you go <laughs> okay you know so like i had a really hard time finding an agent um i don't know i i think it's because like there's a million like blonde white chicks 
who want to be actors. And so it's hard to cut through that competition, right? Like, what do I have that separates me from Blondie over there? And being like 20, I didn't know what that was, right? I was like, I don't know. I like, I like to act and this is what I can do. So going into those agent meetings, I was just like an eager, eager beaver, you know, like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to like audition and these are my goals and blah, blah, blah. And um, I got my first agent in, oh God, like 2017. And it was like a smaller company, but um, I was expecting like a whole meeting. Like, let's talk about what like you are looking for in your clients Mm -hmm. who do you have on your roster who do you need on your roster where do I fit in do you have any other people like me like the questions that you would ask and they they were just like okay great here sign the contract they didn't really ask me anything and I was kind of like oh that was easy that must be fine um but I don't know I was with them for like maybe six months I didn't hear anything not a single audition not a single hey what are you up to email nothing and then she emailed me randomly and was like i can't get you any auditions so i just don't think this is gonna work out (laughs) and i was like what do you mean you can't get me any auditions like that's your job figure it out (laughs) Um, interesting so you have to like i don't know like i put myself out there and that one agency didn't work out i i was literally just applying to everywhere and Mm -hmm. after that i was like kind of defeated you know like my first agent can't get me any auditions like that that's not good what am i doing wrong yeah because it puts it onto you it makes yeah. you feel like it's you when yeah it's not necessarily at all 100 percent. and i was like okay thinking like what have i done but i didn't do anything like and and maybe that was the problem maybe i wasn't doing enough but i needed the time to like grow and like gain my confidence anyway so then i started taking things into my own hands again and Um, started doing more comedy, started taking a lot of more acting classes because after school started, like, or ended, I kind of stopped taking classes because I was like, well, I just did this for six months straight. I must Mm -hmm. know how to act now. I'm good to go. But keep doing classes, keep trying different coaches, and finally started to get into my own groove and figure out, like, where my strengths were. And so that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to do stand-up comedy. It's on my bucket list. I want to see if I can handle it. And Mm -hmm. being someone who's so anxious, like, already to even just be in an acting class, I was really nervous to do the comedy. But as soon as we got into class, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my vein. You know, like, this is where I'm not nervous because it just feels right. And, like, the talents were, like, coming through. Interesting. But, you know, you know when you're good at something. Yeah. You're like, this is easy. And I Mm -hmm. enjoy it. I must be good at it. So how did you, like, combat that anxiety? Oh, oh my God. How did I? How did I not for so long? <clears throat> do you have any tips? I or, like, mean, what did you do to make you feel more comfortable? Well, I just, honestly, I just kept going. Because I was like, if I do this enough times, I'm going to get more comfortable with it and be more confident in myself and in my skills. Because the initial nerves for me was, like, acting classes are really intimidating. You, I don't want to, like, discourage anyone who's, like, dream is to be an actor but it is because you have a classroom full of strangers Mm -hmm. and acting is a really intimate craft so essentially you have to be very vulnerable and express your emotions openly in front of people and it's easy when you're like um 
in a professional setting, but in classes with like other students and, you know, some coaches don't work well with you. It can be really daunting, but I just kept practicing and kept trying different coaches and different techniques of acting. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, just stepping out of my comfort zone, like over and over again was how I, you know, got over that hump of like, every time I was about to do an an audition class, I'd just be like shaking and like red in the face because I'm like, oh, I can't handle this. But yeah, just keep trying, keep getting out of my comfort zone, really just pushing myself. (laughs) I guess it it makes you more, like you said, comfortable. And then you're just like, oh, again, another one. Exactly. Exactly. So now, you know, I I get an audition and there's no, oh my gosh, there's just like, oh, yes, I can handle this. Or, oh, this Mm -hmm. character is great for me. Or, oh, I know what I'm going to do already. And those instincts come out, right? Mm -hmm. So it gets easier. But I had a really great acting coach actually have to sit me down one day and be like, why are you so anxious? And this moment changed me. This was the support that I needed because I didn't really know that I was anxious. Like in my head, I was just like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. If I keep telling myself I'm fine, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Everything's cool. But one day we were in class and he was just asking me a basic question. Like, what do you think about this character? Or, Or what about this choice or something? And I was like, petrified to speak in front of people I was like you know so nervous and like he was like okay everybody get out no questions he just like said everybody out kicked everyone out of the class so it's just me and him and he's like what's going on here why are you so anxious and I was like I'm not anxious I'm totally fine everything's cool (laughs) just pure anxiety yeah exactly and he looks at me and he's just like this is anxiety like what's going on and I just kind of finally had to face it and be like and all of my like nerves and issues came kind of spewing out at him a little bit like therapy but he was sitting there and he was supportive and like guiding me without judgment you know and having a coach just like look at me and be like it's okay this is okay this is normal it's okay for you not to be okay at first or really good at this at first and hearing that shifted me into like okay just keep trying get out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. so the support is necessary but yeah. So that was like a total game changer. That was a game changer. That's a huge game changer. Like yeah. it and that story literally sounds like he just looked at you and like brought the anxiety like out as if it was a person. Yes. And said, All right, everyone out, I'm gonna talk with anxiety or <laughs> the anxiety face or embodiment of Courtney and like just have a conversation with that. Like everything else about yourself was on the back burner. Mm. It was a straight conversation with anxiety and then I had to face it, you know. Yeah. I had this like anxiety monkey on my shoulder and it was, you know, a million different things. Insecurity, like the number one thing though was I didn't want to share myself. I didn't want to share myself with strangers and being in an acting class, you're standing in front of people that you don't know that well. And they're just your peers, they're students too, right? Mm -hmm. But they're watching and studying how you work to learn things like I know I was in the class and that pressure on me was like, these people don't even know me. Why do they deserve to know all this stuff about me? And I'm just here trying to be an actor. But when you're acting, you're speaking from a place of truth and digging from your personal experiences. So for a coach to look at you and be like, so in this scene, this person's having a fight with their mom. How do you feel about your mom? You know? And and then I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. It's fine. Like defense is up. Oh, interesting. You know, it's okay. Kind of, yeah. It's psychology and like, when I look at a script, it's like, you know, I'm always looking for those similarities within myself. And so having to stand in front of like 
kids your own age your peers people older than you Mm -hmm. have a coach ask you personal questions and it feels personal but it's not they're not asking you to spill like your biggest traumas or whatever they're just asking you to dig from your personal experiences to bring it into the character you know but for me being like fresh into acting i was like i don't know everything's cool (laughs) like i don't want to tell you anything you don't deserve to know (laughs) that's just how it was for me but having someone like make me face that was getting myself out of my comfort zone and like accepting the fact that it's okay to like be nervous and it's okay to not be okay and to understand the process a bit more was really pivotal i think i feel like that's so relevant yeah for so many things 100 percent, definitely like i can apply it to a lot of different areas of my life mm-hmm. you know and it helped me take things less personally in my day-to-day you know because i I look at a script and I go through it and I think, why? Like, why is my character saying that? Why is that person saying that to me? So in real life, I'm like, oh, why did she say that like that to me? Or why is this person saying this in my Instagram comments? And then I think more about it and not make it about me all the time, you know? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Lessons learned. (laughs) (laughs) But you can apply it, so that's really cool. Yeah, and I think that's why I like acting so much is because it's, uh, it's very personal, but not and you can choose how much you want to share or what you want to share and you really have to kind of look within yourself and you have to be really self-aware you have to know yourself super well you can't just like pull up to an audition and be like I think this is what you're looking for you you kind of have to go with your instincts and know how you would like pursue something best so it definitely helped me grow as a person in Vancouver and that experience alone changed me as a person so yeah (laughs) <laughs> wow like it's just really cool big. Okay. <laughs> yes yes it was big for me anyway that's why i kept doing it that's well that that makes sense like i would <laughs> hope so but also too like i know that you have done a couple things where you, or your voice message me and be like oh i'm going through a script right now <laughs> i'm like i need to read my lines like all that stuff how did you okay so you said you made a short film which mm. I, I i watched yes um so how did you take all of the things that you've experienced and put it into that? Like, what made you be like, I'm making my own short film and I'm going to do all of it? Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, no. I mean, like, <clears throat> at the beginning of the year, you know, you have this plan. I Okay, so January, took my stand-up class, nailed it. Was like, cool, I want to keep doing this. Booked a trip to Italy. Was supposed to do a European road trip with my friend. Had all these amazing plans. Didn't think about acting that much because at this point, like, I'm not signed. I don't have an agent. Oh, yeah, because um, you just got one. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, okay, I yeah. Got, I signed with Trisco in um, May. And so, like, I wasn't planning to pursue acting. Like, I wasn't, like, because I had been dropped from the last agency and, you know, I was, like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to step back into that world. It, there's a lot of politics in it as well. But I was, like, okay, I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to do some comedy things. And then COVID happened and cancel all your plans right but um it made me really think about what direction i wanted to go into and how i actually wanted a career still i didn't want to just like dabble in things but um basically i came to it when i decided to start my youtube channel which you helped me kind of (laughs) go into because i kept saying kelsey like keep me accountable for this i want to make a youtube and the reason why I chose YouTube as a platform is because it's long form, more like film and television, whereas like TikTok and Reels or whatever is like 
maximum a minute and mm-hmm, so short yeah and i prefer like longer stories mm-hmm. more opportunity to share and so i started my youtube channel and um i had always wanted to make my own short film like i have so many little films written and saved but i'm just like oh that's stupid that's not good enough you know that like negative nancy voice comes through mm-hmm. and <clears throat> basically i just decided you know what i love halloween I have nothing to do. Like, I'm still unemployed because restaurants are closed. May as well jump into a film. And I literally wrote something in, like, two days um, based off of Ryan Murphy's Scream Queens. If you haven't watched Scream Queens, watch it. It's so good. Anything Ryan Murphy does is good. But um, I loved that show, and I loved um, writing sketch comedy. So I thought it would be a good idea to write a little sketch based on Scream Queens and whipped one up pulled a crew together really fast like so fast it surprised me that people were willing to work and like for free so yeah once i had a team i was like this is actually happening i just have to make a i have to make a movie now there's no choice (laughs) and i really let go though of that like voice in my head because usually when i write i'm like this isn't funny enough or does this joke land or whatever but this time i was like i don't care like i'm just gonna make it it's gonna be my first one and it's definitely gonna suck because it's my first one (laughs) but I'm just gonna do it and I did it and it didn't end up sucking so (laughs) I think it was a win but pretty much plans changed plans disappeared I'm just kind of riding the wave Mm -hmm. but I think it's really cool though because you just said how you know you um had all these people who were just willing to help out and willing to work which kind of leads back to earlier when you had said um after you come out of like the acting school to like take the student jobs take this take that just do it do it do it so that just straight up makes a full circle right there yeah it's it is it's like you kind of come back and say okay well i'm still a student i'm like kind of a forever student in this industry Mm -hmm. because there's so much to learn and there's so many different areas to evolve in you know yep so obviously acting is where my heart truly lies (laughs) But um, I like to write and I like to direct, which I found out because I had initially a a director lined up for my short film, actually the same director of my little docuseries I mentioned earlier, the Mm -hmm. comedy doula, but um, she was getting a cold and she didn't want to show up to set like with the potential of having COVID. So last minute she bails and I had to step into her director shoes, never directed before in my life. And it was so much fun. It was hard because I was also acting in it, but it was so much fun and such a collaborative experience. So, and I remember that too because I got a voice message (laughs) (laughs) and it was basically Courtney in straight panic being like, yep, it's today. I have nothing ready. I, my fog machine is this. I don't know how to work it. I don't know what I'm doing. I need to be a director, but I'm also acting. Just going off. She's like, okay, I I need to go because I need to figure this out. (laughs) And that was it. Oh my god, I was pooping my <laughs> pants. I was dying because I was like, this movie's not going to get made. People are going to show up to my house and I'm going to be like, sorry guys. <laughs> not happening. I don't know how to solve all these problems. But I will say that all those previous experiences, like as the AD on my mentor mm-hmm. set, she always told me like, because she was directing her first feature and like I was there to support her. She would say, don't come with me. Come to me with problems come to me with solutions and so 
I always just wanted to please her anyway because I was obsessed with her. <laughs> Still am. <laughs> Still obsessed with her. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So anytime something went wrong on set, like so-and-so doesn't have this, this piece of costume broke, this that happened here, you know? I was like, okay, how do we fix this? And then I would go to her and be like, Lisa, this just happened, but this is how we fixed it. And she'd be like, okay, cool. You know, no Love problem. that. Right? Mm-hmm. So that yes. skill came through and I was like, okay, if this doesn't work, we can do this. If the fog machine doesn't work, we just don't have fog, but you know, <laughs> like, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, and it was the first film, so I didn't want to be like so much pressure on it for it to be perfect. Yeah, because it just it wouldn't happen. Nothing. But also, perfect. the fog machine was so cool. <laughs> I literally texted you. I was like, "This looks so cool." This thing is so cool. There's like there's little um, places you can go in Vancouver and rent like film equipment. And this thing, I swear to God, was like welded together by like some guy in his garage. <laughs> it was like this, like, min- like I don't know, it was like a propane tank, like strapped into a thing that they had just made and uh, some fogging fluid at the bottom and we couldn't figure out how to turn it on. There's no power button. Yeah. It's like, you got to like screw this knob and then you screw this and then it like fires up, but only after 15 minutes and like, it was just what? crazy. That's crazy. So we had actually Trevor, my boyfriend, like out there trying to figure out the fog machine the whole night and we're, we're filming we're like well hopefully we can get some fog at some point but <laughs> that's hilarious yeah it ended up working out and the fogger was so good it i made the whole thing look cinematic cinematic as fuck it does look really cool it's so cool visually i think we did a good job but audio wise could have been better don't worry about audio 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 is that one thing where we've been learning how to <laughs> I know. get it better and it's so Audio is just finicky. Finicky and capturing sound. Video, it is. I feel like I was pretty straightforward. Like, if it looks good, you're good. But then, like, with the audio, it's how you capture it, the crispness. The Honestly, you- they say that audio is the most important thing in film because if you don't have audio, no one's going to want to watch your shit. And, like, if it's poor audio, it's going to be harder for them to, like, stay paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. So we had mics we had labs and we didn't use them Mm -hmm. we just used a boom and i don't know why i was like oh that's fine it's gonna be fine i should have known better but um yeah always try to have the best quality audio lesson learned uh at least we didn't lose any like audio clips though that would have been terrible that's nice Um, i'm always worried about that (laughs) right oh shit your mic wasn't on the whole time (laughs) we gotta record again (laughs) i constantly watch our levels so we're we're good Mm -hmm. he's on it he's on it (laughs) I'm actually curious, though, about your um, experience on, like, the sets of these larger, like, Netflix Netflix series. Yes. Can you you touch on that? I love it. I know some of it, but, like, it's so (laughs) cool. It is cool. So, um, one of the things that I was doing while I was trying to figure out um, which direction I wanted to go in was um, taking day jobs as a background actor, working Mm -hmm. as an extra, and that was because I purely just wanted to know what big productions were like and how they ran because I'd been on like a bunch of small indie projects and I kind of got the gist of it but big, being on a big production in a studio oh my gosh it's so magical it is so that's cool. so cool everything's so professional people are good at their job like mm-hmm. on it you know and um yeah so I I just it's so easy when you go out to Vancouver if you ever move there like just do background because there's so much work and you get paid like on average like 300 a day so it's good money and you get to be on a set and eat for free all day 
but <laughs> that's honestly the perks i'm like oh i like working on the good doctor because they have the best snacks or <laughs> like riverdale is good but they don't let you go to the to the um to the special actors crafty what is it called uh, i can't remember union so there's union and non-union and most background actors are non-union when they start out and they have separate crafty tables that's like the snack tables so if you're union, you can go and eat with like the Riverdale stars. But if you're not union, you have to go eat outside. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, working on those sets is so much fun and it's really easy to get into. So I was like, I just want to watch big productions and see how they run. And like, what am I getting myself into really? Like what kind of days will my, will my future look like? And um, so I think the first set I worked on was honestly just like a Hallmark movie. They shoot so many of those out in Vancouver. <laughs> and they're so cheesy. But um, it's usually like the same few directors who do them. So they start to like recognize you and stuff. And oh, that's like, cool. Oh, hey, how you going? Like, and it's nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, aside from the smaller like Hallmark movies, then I was pretty regular on Riverdale for background, um, which I liked because the days were like really organized. Like, they're one really organized crew and the set is usually inside so you don't have to be like out in the rain all day um and then the good doctor um they shoot really close to my house so super convenient i must say when you have to be up at like 5 a.m to go to work mm-hmm. um yeah lots of big fun productions though i really wish i had worked on supernatural before it ended have you guys watched it i've only seen like an episode here or there oh man it's like a Vancouver classic like iconic because I think they're one of the shows that has been shooting there the longest and uh, yeah I was a big fan so I was like I just want to be on Supernatural one day <laughs> even if it's background I don't care but uh, they just wrapped their last season so they won't be shooting anymore it's a bummer wow yeah mm. yeah to add to what you're saying with being a background um, for one summer I think it was 2014 I was an extra for the show Hell on Wheels. Ooh! So that was really cool. And, like, all all what you're saying about union, non-union, like, I can, I saw it all there. And especially we were, like, the day, I guess, as an extra at that time, you know, you get dressed up. Actually, the way it worked was, I'm sure everyone here knows, at Chinook, there's that old dealership, or it used to be dealership, that is really just a space now and gets leased out. Oh, yeah, yeah, across the street. Yeah, whatever pop-up company comes in using it for like a month, two months. Um, Hell on Wheels actually rented that space out for all their costumes. Oh. So, like, I saw saw the ad, went to it, got a costume, and then, like, they said, okay, we'll give you a call in a couple couple days when we need you. Oh. Got a call, had to drive, like, hour out of Calgary to this little, like, canyon, like, past Okotoks. Oh, my gosh. Really cool and got a costume on and was on set and like got to experience all all uh, that for what, what you're doing which is really cool yes and i had like one scene where i walked across the camera Ooh. so like before, before <laughs> was, uh, i guess my backside was in it which was not too bad make sure the booty was popping uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right um but it was it was, it was a fun time because that was an industry where like i i had no idea but i was gonna go and have some fun yes and the food was really good. The food's always good. That time they actually did it to where like all the big actors had their own RVs. So oh yeah. Food got sent. Oh, they got the, sent. They got sent food to like their RVs. Fancy. But then everyone else had to eat. And, like all the union, non-union, we all got a chance to have, like talk and everything and mm-hmm. to figure out what it was like. And 
you get paid pretty well, especially when you go over 12 hours. Yes. The money is, is good because even if you're union or not, they have to pay you overtime after uh, eight well, hours, eight, hours, eight or 12. I can't remember if it's eight or 12. And then I think after 12 or 16, you get over time and a half. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it's like you're getting paid It double. adds up. Yeah. And at Holy the end of the smokes. day, you're like, yes, finally, we're in that 12 hour mark. Like, let's go for another three so I can make that money. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. And the days are pretty easy. Like, yeah. Oh, I remember like, doing was my costume just sitting in the trailer and hanging out with all the at the time i think i was a freedman as a freedman a freeman okay because back in the time they were building the railroad and then they had the ladies at the night Ooh. so they, they had them as well so they were all dressed up in their corsets and everything and everyone was chilling that sounds so um, fun it was a fun time so hearing everything that uh, you're on with yeah everything that's pretty cool yeah i Uh, love it like i'm jealous though because i've never been on a set where they need to fit me for costume for background Mm -hmm. usually they're like okay you're playing like student so bring like these kinds of outfits and i literally have to like roll up to set with like a luggage and then the costume girls go through it and they're like okay this color not this one this one give her some jewelry you're good to go get in hair and makeup you sit in hair and makeup and they're like do you have lipstick and you're like yeah they're like, get out of my chair. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> so, so they don't mean like... They're really fast. Early. Yeah. They, like the reason why they probably had like you in costume and stuff is because it's a period piece mm-hmm. and they need it to look authentic. Like uh, they can't just be like, do you have something that looks like from the lady night. of the night like yeah. and you're like um i i can go to the steampunk shop like i don't know <laughs> um sorry but yeah so it's fun um actually one time i had i was playing a cheerleader so i got a cheer outfit but like it wasn't that exciting <laughs> yeah but that's cool it was cool and i think you can get paid a little more too if you have like um what do they call it like special ability so like for the cheer one we were supposed to get paid a little more because we were standing in the cold and cheering i'm putting air quotes cheering even though we were just like jumping up and down (laughs) um that's hallmark movies for you but i would say like the best experience i've had as background was on the good doctor because they had this one episode where they were i guess his character was on a date at this like amusement park so we were filming at playland in vancouver which is like our callaway park and um they were like, okay, guys, like we're shooting this scene on the roller coaster, which is so cool. They shot a <laughs> that whole is so scene cool. on a roller coaster. So they needed actors. And they were like, who wants to be on the roller coaster? And I'm like, hell yeah. I want to be on the roller coaster. <laughs> I want to ride the roller coaster tonight. And worst decision of my life, riding oh no. a roller coaster over and over and over and over and over <laughs> oh my is God. not fun. The first time you're like, yeah, woohoo. The second time you're like, yeah, woohoo. The third time you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm getting tired of this. Like, honestly. <laughs> You're predicting the turns. Here we go. Yeah. Left, right. Up. But no, you just Keep get down. like more and more nauseous as it keeps oh going. Oh my God, I can only And you're like, oh no, not this dip again. Not this dip. And it's just, <laughs> and they're trying to get their lines. I'm like, how are these actors acting? Like sitting in the front of the roller coaster, like trying to confess their feelings to each other. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I want to puke. Oh my We've God. How many times, times did you do it? I, I lost track. Like I couldn't. <gasps> I remember after uh. that roller coaster scene, there was like a scene of them walking through the amusement park and they had <laughs> people still on rides because they needed to make it yeah. look real. And this one kid was like begging to get off this oh, ride. No. And they were like, no, we can't. We can't stop the ride because <gasps> we they yelled cut, but they're going to roll right again and we don't have time to like 
get the ride running so they just kept the rides going even in between oh my god and this kid was like please let me off please like like how can you tell the person when you're on a ride and finally they let him off and he like was blue in the face and just went straight to the garbage bin and was like puking his guts out and i was like oh my god so if you ever do (laughs) background acting and you are in the background on an amusement park ride don't do it just be someone else eat the cotton candy because it's not worth it <laughs> oh my god cars. yeah they're bumper cars. something on the ground <laughs> wow that's actually gnarly yeah it's pretty insane now every time i see like a scene where they're at like a carnival or something <laughs> yeah. it'll be like no <laughs> no no bad vibes <laughs> bad vibes the guy in the back he's blue he's about to blow <laughs> take him like, off the ride off. he's about to blow doing chunks oh my god get him out of here <laughs> yeah um one question i got for you is um with your youtube channel yeah right coming up i like subscribe i ring the hell, bell hell yeah i ring the bell the like, bell like taco bell as you should Dong. <laughs> <laughs> insert taco bell sound there <laughs> um but that's not oh. No, oh my god. Siri. Are you listening? Siri's <laughs> ready. Just skip the dish and Uber Eats ready to go. Take your money. <laughs> um, with, with the YouTube channel, that's nice because, like you said, it's a long form, a platform mm-hmm. for you to use, and you have control over what you put out and everything you can do and generate there um and i guess i have seen uh people use youtube to go and get like you know um roles and Mm. and auditions and elsewhere right like yeah so that's like the goal i want to use youtube as a big stepping stone for me Mm -hmm. um I, I'm in this like experimental phase right now. I hope you check out check it out, like and subscribe, like my guy over here, Omari. But yeah, it's uh, one of those things where I'm like, I can do anything. I can write sketches. I can do like lifestyle. I can do vlogging. I can really kind of dabble again and um, still feel like I'm pursuing my career because as soon as you like start making like some quality content, people notice and. Um, I watch a lot of videos of other content creators talking about how they got started and how, you know, they made it big. And it's never like, oh, I just made this one funny video and it popped off and I did really well. And so now I'm here and I make lots of money. It's mm-hmm. never, like, never that. like that. They're like, no, I studied the SEO. Like, I studied my strategy. I knew who my audience was. I was constantly looking at my analytics, like, really doing their homework on it. And I'm really enjoying that. And I'm also really enjoying, like, editing my own stuff. I really love sitting down and like kind of, oh, which shots am I going to use? Which angles? It's like that director brain coming out. But yeah, it's a great opportunity for long form um, projects that I have full creative control over. And I feel like I'm doing something productive in my spare time. But um, my goal with that is to hit 100,000 subscribers by January 2022. So... All right, folks, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go like <laughs> and subscribe to Call Me Course on YouTube. Yeah. We'll link that. We we'll link, that, we'll in link that in the description. And we got to get our girl to 100,000. We can get there. Woo-woo. We can get her to 100,000 in a year. That's right. No, it's possible because 
I follow this girl, Kelly Stamps, on YouTube. If you don't, you should check her out. She's got a dry sense of humor, but she's so funny. And she <laughs> she does those, like, how to start a YouTube video. And it was actually her video that made me think, oh, this is, like, a tangible platform that, like, yeah. is, you know, it has, like, quality. It's not just, like, TikTok where you're, like, oh, you kind of forget about their creators after, like, a minute. But YouTube you'll return to. Like, I don't know if you guys know Casey Neistat. Yeah. But I... Like, I haven't really been on YouTube since this year. And I still go back to his videos, and I'm like, I remember that, right? So um, her videos, though, she talks about how, like, um, you can actually, like, start making money and how blah, 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 and, like, the business behind it. Um, But she started her channel in 2018, and then she stopped. And then she kind of got, like, really fired up again this January. She's at, like... 300 no last time i checked she was at 300,000 subscribers in like a year so it's definitely possible i think once you start like growing the mm-hmm. traction just kind of keeps going but yeah it inspires me and it makes me want to just like get there i actually drew this like little picture of a you know those youtube plaques yeah they send out yeah. like once you hit a milestone i drew a little picture of one <laughs> oh I, I love that i taped it up on my wall and like wrote a date of when i want to have my 100,000 subs by so yeah, because it's like visualizing and goal setting. Exactly. It's awesome. And when I sit at my desk and write down my YouTube video ideas, it's the one thing that's like staring back at me. And I'm like, yeah, 100,000 subs. It's going to happen. Sick. That's so cool. Yeah. It's going to. It gonna. will. Well, hopefully I can come back one day and we can talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's actually Absolutely. really cool too, though, because y- you should go check out her videos for real. Because she does talk about, she's got videos about being a haunt actor that was cool yes um you got like some juicy celebrity uh tea celebrity tea you do uh from riverdale and good doctor and just working just too because you were Vancouver too yeah because you worked at a cafe okay yeah i'm just gonna say i'm a huge blake lively fan <laughs> and i just oh i just love the stories of blake because like she's just such a cool ass person she is the she's nicest. my favorite she was our regular customer for, well, when they filmed Deadpool and then Deadpool 2. It was all yeah. in Vancouver. So Blake and Ryan Reynolds were living in the residence behind the hotel that I worked in. So they would just have to walk downstairs to be in our cafe for breakfast. And we would see them all the time. That's so cool. Yeah. So like even that, I remember I was like chatting her assistant up because I was just like, oh, like, what do you do? She's like, oh, you know, I want to learn how to direct. And we're like talking about film stuff. So everywhere you turn, there's like opportunities to, I guess, network. But I was terrified to talk to Blake because she was so nice. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, hi. Like, you're so beautiful. Like, um, I love your glasses. Um, here's your coffee. Okay, bye. <laughs> and she's like, hey. But one time she literally chased my coworkers down the street to say hello. Wow. She, she recognized them from the cafe. And she was like, Maggie, hey, she. And they're like, who the hell is like that? And they turn around. And it's Blake Lively just running after them. Oh, my God. I would probably die. Yes. I would probably like collapse. I know, I would too. I'd be like, first, <laughs> you remember my name. Second, oh my God, what? <laughs> you what? Right? Yeah. So that that was, yeah. We always had lots of like celebrities in and out of the cafe, being in yeah. that fancy hotel and whatnot. So. But that's just so cool because that's just another thing that you can go and watch and and learn about her experiences when you watch her YouTube channel. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, there, that's the thing is like I've got this like kind of diverse, um, I don't know, 
like ideas I guess in my head I'm like I don't know am I gonna be this or am I gonna be this but I feel like I want to be able to give people like acting advice on YouTube still but I need to keep doing more acting for that um so I can't wait to get more into it but yeah I love doing those little videos and talking about um how crazy it is to be in Vancouver <laughs> it's cool stuff mm-hmm. it is lit it's it lit. is what one time, time more lit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that um <laughs> my auntie lives out there and my cousin and uh back years ago my 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 cousin was playing a video game and I don't remember where it was I think it was at a movie theater actually and he was playing a video game and uh like an arcade game and and he's got someone like watching over his shoulder be like oh yeah man like he said something to him good job or like your 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 high score whatever and my cousin looks over and it's Zach Efron. Oh my god. <laughs> Zach Efron's watching him play an arcade game. He's like, Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, like <laughs> and they're just like chatting about this arcade game. And he's like, Oh, like, great job on your score, like whatever. How cool is that? That is so cool. Even add to that. Ooh. You, know, you know what I went to that Miguel concert? Yes. Guess who was behind me? Who? Was who? The Riverdale cast. All of them? All of them. I no literally way. Found out, this is now like in the morning because I was I got a little lit. And then <laughs> Hell yeah. I woke up in the morning and like I was following with a Kiki, no 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 Lily 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 Lily, Lily. Lily. yeah yeah Lily <laughs> Lily and uh, Karma the other girl the girl with dark hair girl Camilla yeah, Camilla, Camilla? <laughs> you're having a hard time yeah Kiki and Coco and Jughead but then they all like the whole main cast they were Aww. out but like as for that Miguel concert. Um, no one was in the seats like everyone was on the floor and so we were I was pretty close like maybe like if I had to put it in rows maybe 10 or 12 yeah but they were like just further behind oh and so like if I was to turn around and go to the washroom I might have just like brushed by oh my god no idea because I wasn't in the right state of mind but like you said like the entire cast out at that time I was watching Riverdale religiously not yeah. religiously but like every episode like all right let's just check yeah. out this week's episode oh yeah i mean i honestly think most vancouverites are tired of seeing the riverdale cast around like <laughs> i have served them different times different restaurants like you just see them all the time and you know i'll have like a friend text me be like oh my gosh i just saw so-and-so from riverdale i'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> i saw <laughs> them no, two days ago yeah like no excitement over it anymore like I can't tell you how many times I'd be walking in Gastown or like see them in a bar or something, a couple of the boys or something just, and you know, there's like a weird energy because everybody knows them, but they don't really know them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, and Yeah, you know them, you don't know them, but you don't want to make the first approach. To yeah. Them. And people like tell you like, oh, like one time I said something to them about this and then they were like rude or maybe not rude or, and you're just like, okay, I just, whatever. But they are everywhere. They're everywhere. The Riverdale cast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in Vancouver, because you know they're up there for nine months of the year, pretty much. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. At this point, they're Canadian. They pretty much are. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking them in. Even the redhead guy. I think he's Australian. AJ. AJ. Right? KJ. 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 Is yeah. He New Zealand. I think he's a Kiwi. Yeah. He's yeah, New I think Zealand. he is New Zealand. Oh, okay, he's Canadian now. He's Canadian now. We adopted him. One time, he was in Bell Cafe with his entire family. And honestly, it was my first time, like, seeing him in real life. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. And, like, kind of fangirly vibes. (laughs) I was like, wow. But then, like, seeing him, like, cuddle with his mom eating lunch, I was like, oh, (laughs) you're just a person. I forget, you know? (laughs) It's so easy to forget. (laughs) 
easy to forget you're just like oh you're human and that's the other side of that too where everyone's human but it's their name and their stature and I guess like you said where you don't want to approach them yeah because they probably like oh they get this probably all the time all the time yeah that's the vibe that I get mm-hmm. um, you know especially because they all blew up so fast like Riverdale came out and their lives changed like right away you know well, okay, but like Cole Sprouse. Yeah, Cole like, Sprouse is a classic for us. Oh, yeah, he's an yeah. OG. But he is an OG. The, what's it called? The uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo. And then the boat one. Sweet that? Life yeah. on Deck. Sweet Life on Deck. Sweet Life on Deck. They're, he's OG, man. He's like, I'm used to this. Yes. With bread in this. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And you know, it's funny because like our age, our generation, I guess, whatever we are, Gen Gen. Millennial, Gen Millennial, we um uh, we know him and we're like oh, oh yeah. yeah he's so cool but these other kids like they're fresh faces and I think also Riverdale is kind of like I don't know like the Gen Z's like Dawson's Creek or something if you can even compare that I don't know did you guys watch anything like that I don't like, think you compare that even to like One Tree Hill okay or maybe like, more like the Vampire Diaries then you know oh like, yeah okay something maybe. like Pretty Little Liars. Where it's like teenagers are like like they love it they're obsessed they're yeah. like lusting all those hormones and whatnot so that <laughs> like you just see it like you're like oh my gosh all these little girls they like love it and even younger kids but for us we're kind of like oh yeah it's Cole Sprouse what's up <laughs> <laughs> he's so great it's it's like a it's like a a fresh like grown up version though yeah which is kind of cool yeah it's definitely cool with the dark hair. You're mysterious. It's a vibe. It is a vibe. I like it. It's a vibe. (laughs) It's a vibe. It's it's a vibe. Um, Oh, I had another question I was going to ask you. Uh, Because also as well, your boyfriend. Mm, Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) She gets so excited. (laughs) Trev. Trev, She's getting all red here. He's so cute. What's up, Trev? She's getting blushy. She's like, oh, she's getting getting ready. Well, you want to have a little message for him? Yes. That way then when he listens to this, he can hear it at the 11 hour and 11 minute mark. Yes. But also fun fact, Trev is like a huge fan of the podcast. He is. So I think he's going to freak out. He's get, he's really excited to listen to this already, and he's really excited to be on it. He wants he wants to be on it, and I think he should because he's so talented. Oh, he's gonna be. That's he's okay. When he when he's in the YYC, we'll get him. Yeah, we'll get him. We're gonna get everyone right for 2021, and Trev's gonna, Trev's the man who's gonna help you do that. And I'm not. That's all I'm gonna say because I don't want to spoil what he's gonna touch on, and you know the the talents that he has because he's definitely gonna yes. Be but oh my gosh we got, so we, we got good things store for you guys yeah, yeah lots oh of yeah good things. lots of good people lined up i got a little peek at your guest list sometimes from kelsey so <laughs> true true i'm always true. like oh can't wait for that one it's gonna <laughs> be good yeah thank you guys for having me no problem wait do you want to like say anything do you have anything yeah. that you want to talk like do you want to like do you have anything that you want to say that you haven't said already <sighs> or anything that you want to tell to somebody what's on your mind yeah let's hear it well um don't listen to your mom when she says don't do something. If you're passionate about it, do it. Don't freak her out though either. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, you know, I think this year for me is like about really just knowing what you want and going for it. So take the time to figure yourself out. Figure out what you want. 
No hezzy. Just go for it. No hezzy. No hezzy. No hezzy. I like that's gonna be the theme for this episode. It should no be. Hezzy. Yeah, no you can hezzy. the title. Yeah. No hezzy. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I loved it. You oh, guys are the best. Don't think we gotta go just yet. We got the quote of the day. Oh, oh yeah, we saw the, the day. day. Yeah, is that all you wanted to say? I mean, I guess there's. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Well, you, I'm sure you can brief Trev on what's saying next to you. All right, you gotta drop this and drop this and hit him with that. Yeah, I'll mentally prepare him. Well, he's already ready. He is ready. I, he DMs me on Instagram. I'm like, yo, we got some heat. Oh. <laughs> he's gonna be better at this than I am, that's for sure. No, I, what? We just had such a good conversation. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Calgary? Like, is it where am I? Huh? What? <laughs> Wait, you're telling me you guys' private jet picks me up in Vancouver, <laughs> in Calgary, tells me to pick, pick me up with a bubble tea. That sounds pretty dang good. Yeah. If that's yeah. how it happened, I'm... There's, it did. There's always a joke with <laughs> Kelsey and Maddie with the fact that, I guess, when the time comes and I get a private jet, mm-hmm. they're going to use it 20% of the time. Right, Kelsey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> All right. So, for today's quote of the day, we have by Carl Lewis... It's all about the journey, not the outcome. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. That like is that. different. Courtney, what do you think about that? It's a climb. That's what you think of? <laughs> I, think, I think of like Miley Cyrus. It's uh, it's the journey. Doesn't matter how you get there. Just go Ooh. for it. If you, you listen to the climb like recently, it'll re-inspire you just like that quote did. Cause I love that. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't matter how, how long it takes or how far you have to go, but it's the climb and it's the journey. It's the climb, it's the journey. And that's one thing which I've always heard successful people say is like, man, I wouldn't give the journey up for anything. Would I do mm-hmm. it again? Oh, yeah. And like when you're starting out, you're like, why would you do this again? Like, I'm in the, I like to say, okay, you're in the shit right now. I'm like, yeah. grinding through it, but you do it again and they all say, oh, yeah. It's, it's like limbo, but you're lost and you're going for it Mm -hmm. yeah i think it is really the journey though like it doesn't really matter where you end up but it matters that you have goals and that you just keep trying and keep going so yeah it's Mm -hmm. relatable hashtag relatable that's awesome always relatable i like that i i always keep reminding myself like it's the journey it's part of the journey you know and all the all the goals and aspirations I have, like it's all part of the story. Yeah, you know? and it's gonna be one hell of a story to tell someday. Yeah, just wait. I'll wait till where I got the jet and the. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna call for you. <laughs> hey, I need I need you to direct a movie about my life. Oh, <laughs> I could I could handle it. Yes. That'd be so cool. <gasps> Joining forces. Collaboration. <laughs> Collabs. Collabs. This is a collab right here. Untitled. X, call me courts. Call me courts. You guys did inspire me because after I started listening to your podcast, I was like, I need to start a podcast. I need to start a podcast. It's literally so true. She sent me a voice. She's like, I need to do this. This I love this. I love listening to you guys, especially because I know you and like it's so candid and the guests you have are so special. It's just like it makes it more interesting than listening to, I don't know, someone that you don't really connect with. Yeah. Like the people that you bring on, I connect with too. And it's just always a good listen. It, and that's the goal we've had with this. And I always, I've always been asked, like, oh, what's the goal for Untitled or what's it about? 
and I'll just t- I'll tell I guess the audience here um, we strive to have that Joe Rogan style where it's open conversation mm-hmm. but bring on people who are unknown or you know don't have their don't have a name for themselves just yet because they're currently in the middle of their grind yeah the the shit they're, they're doing everything they can do to create their name for themselves which makes it more relatable and the feedback we've been hearing is like, oh unreal so fulfilling. absolutely unreal because it's creating conversations dialogue um people are just be able to say you know what i relate to that like it's glad to know i'm not the only one right and, and so i think to know that as a generation is relieving because we always like to think, like, oh, I need to be further ahead and mm-hmm. have someone else where you hear their story, you hear what they did and they're, what they're going through. You're like, hmm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not there, but I'm, I'm not there, but I'm all right. No, you that's know? what I mean. It's the climb, you guys. It's like you're at the bottom mm-hmm. of the mountain. And then if you're listening to a podcast where someone's already at the top of their mountain, mm-hmm. you're like, well, that's impossible. Like yeah. you got really lucky or you had done this already and I'm here. So mm-hmm. to hear those kinds of, you know, um, conversations, it seems like so much and it's so overwhelming. But when you're like listening to something that you can connect with and you're like, I was there literally two days ago or I was, yeah. I'm going to be there in a couple of months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just relatable and it's, it's really awesome what you have going. So keep it coming. Well, it just gives people like a, a, something to focus on and be like, I can do it too. You know? Mm, definitely. So just like what you just said. It's like, it's so... Yeah, it's so relatable. Yes. And the diversity that you have, it's great. Absolutely. We're, we're starting Agreed. to get very diverse, and that's awesome to have. One thing, uh, I think to cap things off, I'm going to definitely touch on this now. We're getting to that point where we love, we love hearing all the feedback. I want to encourage everyone to go follow us on Spotify, give us a rate on Apple Music. Um, Anything, any feedback you have, always DM us on the Untitled Media Instagram. Like we're always open to hear that. And as well, I want to give a quick plug to um, the next shout out because I know we did one to the <laughs> to the COVID hand signal guy. Oh, that was <laughs> a good one. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Like, that <laughs> That's awesome. Been, that guy's been grinding. He's been hustling, you know. So I want to hear other people and. You know successes they got and we got one for next episode um we're super excited to to announce that we're swearing to get the um get the message there but a lot of good things happening folks so to count things off all right folks i want to remind you eat your veggies drink your water and cash them big checks get them checks get them checks, checks, on checks. stay hydrated mm-hmm. eat your veggies Actually, today was a veggie day for me. It was. It is a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So Currently. I, today, today I knew I had a long day and I needed my energy level to stay quite consistent. So You found that with the veggies. I have. You have. My heart crying, you know? But with that being said, Courtney, what yeah. do you have to say to the people before you go? Um, Just, you know, don't look at it as a mountain, but you're on your journey and just go for it again. It's the climb. It's the climb, guys. No, I actually love that you did that. (laughs) You related it to the climb because that's such a a song that, like, again, our like age group knows exactly. Right. If it came on right now, we would all know every single word. I would be singing it. Yeah, 
It's such a car vibe too, though. <laughs> it is. It's like a it's a singing type song, right? I I mean, I wish I had some like sage advice or like something really inspiring to say, but you can check me out on my YouTube channel. Um, leave me some feedback there as well because it's super helpful. And my number one pet peeve right now is people saying like, "Oh, you should just like make something shorter," because like I have no attention span and blah blah blah. I'm like, don't tell me how to make something shorter. Tell me how to keep you interested longer. Ooh. What is it that I need to do to make you hooked? Engaged. Yeah. So check out my videos. Let me know what works, what doesn't work. Right? Uh, and add to add to that, yeah. I've been watching some editing videos. Oh. So we'll, we'll recap and share and share ideas because I got some ideas for you that Sweet. I saw and I think you'd be, you definitely take and be huge with hell yeah i mean i'm limited to iMovie right now but that goes to show that even if you just have iMovie you can still make a youtube channel so don't let those things hold you back because you can make it work everybody has a phone shoot on your phone that's mm-hmm. that's what i shoot on right now so no working. excuses no excuses if you want it you got it right oh. get it done get it get it let's get it okay well folks that's it for episode 11 12 12 12, 12. Lucky number 12. One, two. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. Looking forward to the next one. Just think, episode 13, that's the end of a Netflix series. It is. Seasons. Ooh. We're not going by seasons, but, you know, you made it you this know. far. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. All right. Take care.